Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. Over the last 30 or 40 years, there's been a lot of talk about generations. You know, in the 80s and early 90s, they talked about Generation X, and then there's the Millennial Generation. And of course, the biggest talk for the longest number of years was about the Baby Boom Generation, which was so far in the United States, Canada, and Australia. Those are the three countries that really had the Baby Boom Generation, biggest generation ever. But I was born before the baby boom generation. So the boomers start in 1946 and go to 1964. And most generations are figured in about 18 years. So I was born in the generation prior, which is called the lucky generation. And sometimes they call it the quiet generation, but the name that more and more is being used is the lucky generation. And that goes from 1928 to 1946. I was born in 1944. It's called the lucky generation because it was the first generation in American history that was smaller than the generation before it. And the reason it was smaller is because historically that was the time that the United States went through the Great Depression. So people couldn't afford to have a lot of children. And then the Second World War when, of course, uh, a lot of the men were away and there just wasn't the opportunity to have children. And so we ended up as the much, much smaller generation than the boomers and the one before us. As time has gone by and, you know, the lucky generation are in their 70s and 80s, it's been discovered that this is the wealthiest, most successful generation in the history of the United States on a per capita basis. And that's where the name Lucky comes from because all the facilities for schooling, the job market had been designed, you know, and had grown to accommodate a much larger generation. And then the smaller generation came along. So when I went to school in first grade, which was 1950, there was more than enough teachers, there was more than enough classroom space, there were more than enough supplies. So everything seemed very, very abundant. It just so happened that that coincided with one of the most abundant periods of American history, which was right after the Second World War, you know, starting with about three or four years after the Second World War, because the United States suffered no war damage. Canada suffered no war damage. Australia had a little bit but very, very little war damage. And the economy was intact. The factories were going full-time throughout the war. And they came back, and you had all these men and women who were released from the armed forces. And they came back. They had the GI Bill, which gave them free education. They had the GI Bill, which supplied them with free mortgages. And American factories were producing products for the entire world. The big auto companies, which had not produced any private automobiles during the four years of the war, began running triple shifts. So, you know, when I left high school, you could go into the marketplace and you had your choice of jobs. I went to college and they were so eager that I would sign up for their college because they had more classroom, they had more space. So my entire life, there's always been a lot. I've never experienced scarcity Even when I was failing as an entrepreneur, there wasn't really any scarcity around for me. And so my mindset right from the beginning 
just because of when I was born, everything I know was that there's more than enough for everybody. There's more than you can possibly get to. And this has had a lifetime impact on all my thinking about entrepreneurship. You know, there's just so much opportunity. There's just so many capabilities. There's so many resources that are available that I never think of scarcity. And I've met other people who are members of the lucky generation. And in almost in every case, they have this very abundant outlook. And it has to do with the fact of when they were born. I firmly believe that. I am totally appreciative of the lucky circumstances that I was born into in many different ways, including, you know, really being healthy, really being strong, being smart enough. Any situation in my life that I've ever gotten to, I'm smart enough. And not only that, but I have a passion to surround myself by people who are smarter than I am so that I can get smarter in new ways. But the big thing is that you want to appreciate the luck in your life. And before you can really take advantage of your luck, you have to be grateful for the luck that you actually have. There have been people who have been born in totally adverse conditions, the most negative conditions that you have, who are very happy. And I gotta believe that the reason for their happiness is that they've been able to take their circumstances and not see them as the outside world, not see them as academics see them or politicians see them, but they say, gee, this is really, really interesting. Wow, all sorts of interesting things going on in my life. And you just give full value. You know, what appreciate means is to increase the value of. And once you increase the value of your circumstances and you see that you're a very lucky person, then what comes into play is the ability to actually take advantage of your circumstances, actually take advantage of your luck. So whenever I hear about a great success in the world, I automatically divide their success into two things. One is that they were very lucky in ways that they appreciated, and number two is they then developed the ability to actually take advantage of the luck that they appreciated.